0: Worship at Home, Sunday the 27th of June 2021, the fourth Sunday after Trinity. The Bible reading is from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 5, verse 21 to the end. When Jesus had crossed again in the boat to the other side, a great crowd gathered round him and he was by the lake. Then one of the leaders of the synagogue named Jairus came, and when he saw him fell at his feet, and begged him repeatedly, My little daughter is at the point of death. Come and lay your hands on her, so that she may be made well and live. So he went with him, and a large crowd followed him and pressed in on him, Now there was a woman who had been suffering from haemorrhages for twelve years. She had endured much under many physicians and had spent all that she had, and she was no better, but rather grew worse. She had heard about Jesus and came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak, for she said, If I but touch his clothes, I will be made well. Immediately her haemorrhage stopped, and she felt in her body that she was healed of her disease. Immediately aware that power had gone forth from him, Jesus turned about in the crowd and said, Who touched my clothes? And his disciples said to him, You see the crowd pressing in on you. How can you say who touched me? He looked round, all round, to see who had done it. But the woman knowing what had happened to her, came in fear and trembling, fell down before him and told him the whole truth. He said to her, "'Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your disease.' While he was still speaking, some people came from the leader's house to say, "'Your daughter is dead. Why trouble the teacher any further?' But overhearing what they said, Jesus said to the leader of the synagogue, Do not fear, only believe. He allowed no one to follow him except Peter, James and John, and the brother of James. When they came to the house of the leader of the synagogue, he saw a commotion, people weeping and wailing outside. When he entered, and he said to them, Why do you make commotion and weep? The child is not dead, but sleeping. And they laughed at him. Then he put them all outside, and took the child's father and mother and those who were with him, and went in where the child was. He took her by the hand and said to her, Talitha cum, which means, little girl, get up and immediately the girl got up and began to walk about. She was twelve years of age. At this they were overcome with amazement. He strictly ordered them that no one should know this, and told them to give her something to eat. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. There is so much in this passage from Mark's Gospel. It's difficult to know where to start. It's almost dizzying in its change of scene and pace, from the lake to the crowds, to Jairus appearing to the woman with the hemorrhaging, and then back to the crowds, sending them away, walking on with the disciples to Jairus' house, and then eventually, to that moment where Jesus raises the little girl. So where do we begin with all this? This busyness added to the pace of Mark, his use of the word immediately, immediately, it adds a sense of urgency. Well, one person to start with always, of course, is the person of Jesus. And there he is in the middle of all this busyness, in the middle of the crowds, in the middle of the conversation. And I read in this him calm, him collected, him working his way through what is going on about him with all this busyness. A non-anxious presence. We all need a non-anxious presence, particularly when we are particularly busy. I'm making my podcast this week in a fortnight where I have four weddings and a funeral. Yes, genuinely. Also two baptisms and an interment of ashes as well as the regular Sunday services, pastoral visiting and group work that is just an ordinary part of my weekly routine and job. It feels a little bit like this scene from Mark, as if I'm going from one place to another and I need to make choices about who I'm seeing when, when I'm sending people away kindly but gently so that I can attend to others. And noticing the needs, particularly of the quiet people who are suffering and may have suffered for a long time. So Jesus here really is an example of a non-anxious presence. I'm not as successful as he is at being non-anxious. I need to draw on his strength and his example to help me discern to help me stay calm, to help me stay grounded spiritually while all is happening around me and with me and in me. Recently I was covering some information with my preaching students about what is said and what people hear. An interesting observation from some research is that clergy, when they read the Bible and read stories, have a habit of putting themselves into the shoes of Jesus, seeing things from a leadership perspective or an example for them to follow. Whereas their listeners, the congregations and wider church membership tend to see themselves in other uh, situations, other people. So I wonder what has happened here in this story. Interestingly, although I see Jesus' leadership role and the non-anxious presence here, which is important, it's not where I see myself as a middle-aged woman. Of course, I have compassion for and understanding with the woman who had been suffering from haemorrhages. I also have a daughter. And the pain and sense of desperation and loss at Jairus, her mother doesn't appear specifically in this story till the end, is really, really raw. So that moment of relief at the end where she gets up ready to eat is palpable. So there's many people I can relate to here. I'm sure you can too. So I'm going to suggest that you just reread. This passage. Have a look through the words, see where you are in the story, perhaps watching on from the crowd, perhaps really relating to one of these characters. And as we get caught up in this immediacy, urgency, movement of the piece, look to Christ, the non-anxious presence in the middle of it, pouring out his love his healing, his very being for us to keep us stable in God's love and presence with him. Amen. As we come to our prayers, you may want to light a candle, take a moment of quiet, knowing that as you pray, you are joining the prayers of God's people across the world, that he holds us together in his love, protection and healing. And so our prayers today are on the theme of God, our healer. Blessed are you, Lord, our God, you have created us and redeemed us. Always ready to refresh and restore us, we thank you that we can come to you in prayer. Lord, we come as a church, broken by divisions and factions, and seek your healing. Sometimes we have broken faith with you or with each other. And so, Lord, we pray for those who work to bring unity to the church, asking your blessing upon churches that are struggling to survive. Small churches and chapels in rural places. Others that have faced by violent opposition in places of this world. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray, Lord, that you may use us as instruments of your peace, asking your blessing upon those who seek to heal troubles between nations and peoples. We pray for all those places dealing with political turmoil, war and tribulation amid the ongoing coronavirus pandemic, Lord. So we pray for all agencies of reconciliation, asking your blessing upon the work of the United Nations and the World Health Organization and others who are seeking to help this world become one in terms of social justice and meeting human need and environmental care. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord, bringing our prayers closer to home, we give thanks for our homes and our loved ones. Please bless them and protect them always. As we bring before you those families we know and those many we don't, who are suffering from broken relationships, broken hopes and dreams, may they know your hand of healing your purpose for them in your li- in their lives. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord, we give you thanks that you are our strength and our salvation. We remember those who are broken by illness, mental or physical illness, at home or in hospital, We pray for those who are struggling, who feel their lives are on the edge of collapse. And we ask your blessing upon those who are no longer able to care for themselves. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord, you make all things new and you are the giver of of life and life eternal. And so as we remember our loved ones departed from us, we pray that they may rejoice in the fullness of life with you, commending them and ourselves to your unfailing love. Merciful Father, accept these prayers for the sake of your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen and the Collect, for the fourth Sunday after Trinity. O God, the protector of all who trust in you, without whom nothing is strong, nothing is holy, increase and multiply upon us your mercy, that with you as our ruler and guide we may so pass through things temporal, that we lose not our hold on things eternal. Grant this, Heavenly Father, for your, for our Lord Jesus Christ's sake, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and for ever. And as our Saviour taught us, so we pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory for ever and ever. Amen. And so... Thank you for joining me for Worship at Home. If you would like to receive weekly links to my podcasts by email and receive the Worship at Home prayer sheet, please do get in touch at Revlucylun at btinternet.com. Goodbye.